And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Ian Hayworth. Always a great time talking to Ian. Um, and we had a lot to cover. We talked about the demonic nonsense at the Grammys. Um, we talked about uh, the military shooting down a Chinese spy balloon after letting it float across the entire continental United States. Um, that was a weird one. Um, we discussed Trump's bizarre attacks on DeSantis, trying to rewrite COVID history and, and, and all of the latest. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Ian, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. If you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Ian Hayworth. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Ian Hayworth. Ian, how you been, man? Good morning, Brady. Yeah, excited to be on. How you doing? Doing great. I'm glad to hear you recovered from the old uh, China virus and are uh, back in tip-top shape. It's not not a good few weeks, but uh, I'm thankful I wasn't vaccinated. It's the people who uh, vaccinate have to say when they get sick inevitably. <laughs> um, my choices still worked out. So that's proof, right? That's how it works. Yes, everything proves your position. That is That is how American society works right now. <laughs> all decisions I've made prior to getting sick were correct. Could I am alive. Wrong. I'm still alive, which means every decision I've made my entire life was the correct one. <laughs> getting shit-faced the night before was <laughs> yeah. part of the plan. Yeah. COVID would have been much worse if I didn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I hate talking about this stuff. You know that. But we have to mention it. The Grammys were last night. In all fairness— I have not watched the Grammys in at least 15 years. I know guys who have won Grammys and been nominated for Grammys, and I still couldn't bring myself to watch it then. <laughs> you know what I mean? When yep. I had literal friends in the building, I still didn't tune in, and I'm sure as heck not going to watch uh, that, that nightmare from last night. Um, but apparently the elites are officially worshiping Satan on television at these things now. So I, I feel like that's a new development. I don't even think it's that new, honestly. Like The... the... The story everyone's talking about, my attitude towards award shows now is I don't bother watching because I think they're stupid. It's just like circular masturbation for famous people. But what I do is I just go on Twitter the next morning and see what people are losing their mind over. And that's usually the bit that they're trying to get attention for. And then you can kind of just make fun of them. Like Lizzo waddling in like Jabba the Hutt in some giant red outfit. And we're not allowed to say she's fat, even though the central claim to fame is the fact she's fat. And then you've got Sam Smith, who's the devil story. He's honestly just a chubby guy who wants to be popular. What he does is that he comes out and he tries to jump on the latest fad. So when the fad was being gay, he came out as gay and claimed that he was bullied, blah, blah, blah. No one really cared because that had already been done. So then he came out as gender fluid or some bullshit. No one cared. He came out (laughs) as gender fluid again. No one cared. And so now he's seeing like Lil Nas X doing the devil worship stuff, Madonna doing the devil worship stuff. So he just slaps on this kind of bizarre devil outfit and tries to go viral worshiping the devil he's just entirely unoriginal i think it's one thing to get annoyed when people are literally worshiping the devil 
But I think when it's just this chubby guy wants attention, we need to pick our battles, I think, and not jump for the bait because all he wants to do is go viral for a day. And I think stoking the conservative media machine is a good way to do it. No, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And like, honestly, I, I couldn't name any of his songs. I don't know anything about the guy. I don't really know anything about any modern pop artist, to be honest with you. I know it's weird because I'm a professional musician, but I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, I, when you see stuff like this, I I just can't help but think oh, every every time that I just have nothing in common with these people, with celebrities generally. <laughs> yeah, Like, I'm just so far, like me as a human being, I'm moving just drastically in the opposite direction of any of these people. <laughs> you know, like... I'm I'm more and more disconnected from the culture by the day. <laughs> like I, I think probably especially because I'm gonna become a dad here in the next month mm-hmm. or so. Like, and I'm just moving rapidly in the opposite direction. Like I'm gonna homeschool the kid. All we eat is like wild game. We're gonna start raising quail for eggs and meat. I just got the okay from my Sweet. wife to do that, so I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. Like I'm not saying we're gonna like you know become Amish or something ridiculous like that, but it's like I just look at these bizarre elites. I'm like, I just have nothing. Like I, I have nothing in common anymore with these people. I'm a professional musician and I have nothing in common with any of these people at the Grammys, you know? And it's like, I'm not some prude. Like I am an artist. I love art. I I love art that I disagree with. Like, I don't need to agree with the artist to like it, but it's like, I just can't these ridiculous, unimpressive elites. And I I doubt, I, I didn't even watch the performance and I'm not going to, but like, I assume all these people are atheists. You know, like, I assume they're not actual, like, Satanists or anything like that. But it's like, they, it, it just looks so cartoonish to me. Yeah. Because I'm just so disconnected from that, from that culture. They just look like clowns to me. Well, they are clowns because all they're trying to be is as, as edgy as possible. Like, the goal is not necessarily to create art. Um, the goal, especially at these award shows, is it's just the Hunger Games in, in real life at this point. It's just trying to be edgy. It's trying to push the envelope a little bit or a lot just to try and get attention and so you get people just doing stupid things intentionally because they know it'll get adoration from their side and it'll get criticism from the other side and that's really the goal you got both sides of big media just kind of engaging in this because it makes both sides money meanwhile normal people in the middle are kind of left thinking well should i be impressed by this is this what i should be aiming for and of course they're not but these people are utterly unimportant um I, i honestly i think award shows are kind of decades behind where we should be i think very few people actually care about award shows generally anymore i think especially in the world of the internet the idea that these set industries have the same power that they did before the internet came out is just laughable and yet they keep going because it's all about just making themselves feel good and it's uh i find the whole thing kind of disgusting just the idea of getting an award from people it's all so political um the memes are funny but i don't need to see lizzo waddling down the red carpet again to be told how wonderful she is because she's obese like i'm just so over it and i think everyone needs to catch up yeah and it's you know if you notice she's obese then you're a nazi or whatever mm-hmm. like yeah i think uh like a after one of these award shows one of these spectacles I, I think it was ben shapiro that tweeted something along the lines of uh it's like if your buddy just gets a face tattoo randomly and you just you see him the next day at a party, and he just gets offended if anybody points out the giant face tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like that's just what these people do. It's like they do something ridiculous and offensive or whatever, and then like they're shocked that you notice when noticing is the <laughs> entire. They all they want is attention. They're these yes. ridiculous narcissists. So it's like the whole point is trying to get you to notice, and then they pretend to be offended when you do. 
Well, it's like that girl in the gym, right? Just like half naked, stretching oh, right. around and then right. accusing everyone of looking at her and then making videos about it. Yeah. Not really lifting, just in the corner in spandex, you know, trying to get some guy to look at her so you can put it on TikTok. Yeah, man. So what a bizarre genre of human being, you know? Like, that's, that's, like, that, that's the thing with me being disconnected from modernity, apparently, is that I just don't, like, I can't put myself in that mind frame. Like, that's so far removed from the way I live my life and view the world. It's like, what a sad, like, depressing, lonely way to live, you know? Well, it's when narcissism and victimhood are the the key currencies for your society. Right. Is that people will seek those things out. It's like a self-feeding prophecy. Because if you're self-obsessed, you're going to think everything is about you by definition. Yeah. And if you're seeking out victimhood, every interaction is an example of victimhood. You see it on levels of race. Everything someone says, if it's can be made racial it is made racial like i wrote a piece for the washington examiner last week that came out on sunday kind of celebrating the death of diversity and inclusion as part of the tech industry because it it's by definition bad for the tech industry there's nothing to do with race that makes you better at coding i don't care if everyone is black everyone is asian everyone is white it doesn't matter it should just be the best employees and i as someone who worked in tech i wrote that we should have ideological diversity because that actually improves the product but otherwise, I'm glad this is dying. And this employee at Microsoft put out a post on LinkedIn, which is funny. I've never been criticized on LinkedIn. So that was a new one for me. Just <laughs> accusing me of being racist. It's like, well, what in my comment was racist? But all she sees is a white man saying something she doesn't like. Therefore, I'm racist. That's the society we live in now. Yeah. It's just funny that any of these companies put up with the DEI nonsense. Um this long anyway. I mean, it's, li- it's literally just a part of your company whose goal it is to make sure you don't make any money. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, how the heck did CEOs and boards of directors put up with this nonsense for the last couple of decades? I mean, they're literally like their goal is to destroy profit. It's like, what, what, why, why, why are these people employed anywhere? I mean, just you're paying these people six figure salaries to destroy a product. It's embarrassing. I think when you make as much money as a lot of these companies made up until the recession, right? They, exactly. they looked at it as just an investment of like, well, we've got these people on our backs all the time, yeah. especially after 2020 with George Floyd and all that stuff. So let's just make some of these positions, pour a couple of million dollars into them, and then people will leave us alone. That's really the calculus here because they just care about making money. They don't care about diversity. If they wanted to hire, honestly, these companies would be 100% Indian and 100% Chinese because yeah. that's where all the best candidates are. Yeah. But that's not the right kind of diversity. Right. I will say, going back to the Grammys, one more one more point. Um, going straight from whatever demonic nonsense that was, straight to sponsored by Pfizer, <laughs> <laughs> was, like, just a little too... Like, I respect the left, the balls on the left. I mean, because they did that just to, like, rub it in our faces. I mean, that's why. I mean, that's why, like... Why else would Pfizer sponsor a demonic performance? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like kicking sand in our faces, people on the right, you know? I mean, it's just like, just never underestimate how much these people hate you. Like, I don't think they actually like Satan. I don't think they're, I, I think they're, you know, like you mentioned, they're just narcissists. But they really hate you. They hate us. I mean, this is like, I don't know. They, I, I, you have to almost respect how comfortable they are just kicking sand in your face over and over. Like they're not worried because the right doesn't boycott things. They don't care. Like there's no, you know, it's not. There's no mob online. There's nothing like that. So they're just 
perfectly comfortable just kicking sand in your eyes over and over. It is it is fascinating. Well, it's also because the media cycle is so quick. So even if you right. do something that used to be career destroying, it doesn't really matter because you wait a couple of days, we're on to the next thing, you've got the attention you want, and then you move on. So the, the thought process here was quite literally, well, this will get attention from the left because they love weird shit. And it'll also get attention from the right. The perfect thing is is the stuff that gets attention from both sides. Right. And especially when both sides are motivated, like most conservative media, they don't really care about principles. They just care about clicks. And so what you're going to get is, oh, my God, Sam Smith dressed as a devil. Let's blow this up. Give him all the attention he wants because it'll get us clicks in the short term. And then we'll move on and it'll be the next outrage, the next outrage. So really a self-feeding machine that doesn't actually help us move in, in the direction of any furthered principles or any actual good culture. It's just all about getting the clicks. And so you've got two sides feeding each other. And it's uh, it's not good. Then we're the people like in the middle just having all the shit dropped on us. It's a, <laughs> a really bad cycle. Yeah. No, dude, I couldn't agree more. Um, we got to talk about this spy balloon. Uh, <laughs> and like, side note, I, I don't even have an opinion on what the heck we just saw for the last week. Um, it's just any time you're talking about espionage or use of the military or China relations, it's just you never know what's real, what's fake. It's just, it, it's tough to tell. But for anybody that <laughs> was in a coma for the last week, a Chinese spy balloon was allowed to fly over the entire continental United States for eight days. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then was shot down Saturday uh, over the Atlantic Ocean near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And look, I I get that a lot of conservatives view China how Democrats view Russia, you know. So I'm sure I, I don't know because I don't have cable, but I, I, probably the the Fox News types are probably talking about you know sanctions on China or some kind of military action or something like that. And that's ridiculous. China's no threat to us really. Um, we're not fighting World War Three with China. Um, but I do have to say. This is naive old Brady, all right? The government has sent our military all over the place for decades. You know, we've invaded seven or eight different countries in the Middle East and North Africa. We've killed 500,000 innocent civilians going back to the 90s, the Clinton blockade of Iraq. The country's destroyed, and they can't, and, and they don't protect U.S. airspace from a commie spy balloon. <laughs> it's like, we can give Ukraine $100 billion, tanks, javelins, and all that, but the military lets a Chinese aircraft surveil Americans unabated. Like, I, I'm i sitting back here as a libertarian watching this play out, right? I'm like, okay, wh- why, this is, why do you have, if, if protecting <laughs> U.S. airspace is not the goal of the U.S. military, then what is? I mean, it's like it, all this nonsense we've been a part of across the globe for decades— and we let hostile countries fly aircraft across our airspace un- un- unmolested. I'm like, what? Like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, man. Like, what? Oh, like, we are. I, I just I mean, don't understand why this was allowed to happen, why the government views this as, as no big deal. It's, I, I just make it make sense. Well, we can't make it make sense because it's utterly irrational. Joe Biden is, I think, the worst foreign policy president of modern history. Um, he's been, as I've said on your show, every time I come on, He's been wrong on foreign policy his entire life. Every single decision he's made has been wrong. And so you've got to enter this with that as a prerequisite. Uh, I think China is honestly the the biggest threat to the United States on the global stage. Uh, The fact that we are so ingrained with them economically is insane. Like imagine Nazi Germany in 1930s, except we get half (laughs) the vast majority of our products from Nazi Germany. And then imagine how World War II goes. 
I don't think we're going to enter World War Three with China because they don't have really a benefit to gain from that. But we they have us by the balls. Look at how COVID went. They have us by the balls. And the fact that we have an evil regime that has millions of people in concentration camps. We've got a lot of people who claim to care about human rights and yet we're happily buying products from them. I think we need to disconnect from them entirely over the next decade. That should be the goal. That should be our military action. But the fact is they're our enemy. And having a spy craft that's just a massive visible balloon floating over the country for days on end. Um, the fact we didn't shoot it down and the excuse was we didn't want it landing on people in Montana. There's like five people in Montana and I bet most of them would not care. It's just insane to me. You have our primary enemy on the global stage spying on potentially military equipment because that's what is rumored they were looking at in Montana is um, a nuclear bunker. And we just let it happen. Let them go across the entire United States and then shoot them down once they've got that information. It's not like they were going to download the information on the satellite onto a USB drive and then <laughs> get it back to China. Like that's in China by now. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just it's laughable. Uh, the, the tricky thing, I think, as you mentioned, is just do we know if this has happened before? There's so many rumors. There's so much propagandizing going on. Like people try to say this happened under Trump. Uh, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But I think. The problem is that this needs to be on beyond uh, politics and that our borders need to mean something and that needs to mean something on the ground and in the air. And it's quite obvious that it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's like and I, I, I mean, I'll push back a little bit. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I wouldn't go so far to say that China is like the enemy. Um, I mean, we kind of have them by the balls, too. I mean, they need our money, not like government's money. I just mean they need Americans buying their crap. You know, that's what funds their entire government, um, which I agree. That should not happen. I'd love to see the CCC, CCP fall and, and, and everything and those people be freed. Um, but I'm just I'm not as worried. I'm certainly not worried about China militarily. I just think that's like, I, I think the right kind of it's not as bad, obviously, as the Democrats in Russia. I mean, they were like, I mean, you know, if you just polled Democrats, 100 percent of them would probably be in favor of bombing Moscow because they believed Jake Tapper's lies about Trump and Putin or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's totally deranged, but, you know, I think, you know, I don't think that the China threat is, is as bad as what a lot of people make it out to be. But it's just like, it's like an insult to the intelligence of the American people. I mean, we spend like $800 billion a year on our military. We're in uh, every country in the Middle East. We're still dropping bombs in a lot of these places. We're funding the Ukraine war. We're funding the Saudis war in Yemen. And then they won't even protect our own air. I mean, it's just like, yeah. And what a what an insult! What an insult to the American people! It's like a it's a joke, man. It's like my well, especially goodness. when you had. Oh, yeah, sorry. Especially ahead. when no, no. you said yeah, that um, when Biden said, "Oh, I ordered this on I think Wednesday," and then I was overruled. It's like, when have you ever known the U.S. military to be like, you know what? I'm going to wait off on this. I'm going to hold off on <laughs> on this mission that could actually be quite damaging in terms of information. I'm going to let them get an eye on the entire country before we blow them up over the over the ocean when it's all done anyway. I just don't believe that. No. Like military people act quickly because that is the nature of their existence. They're not going to think, well, you know, the middle of the country there's really not a lot there. I don't think it's that safe to blow it up over the over the country. So let's wait 6 7 days. It's like, no. Why wasn't this blown up the second it crossed airspace in I mean, Alaska? There's there's a zero. I mean, it's not hard to see through Joe Biden's lies. Because he lies all the time, and he's also not very good at it. Mm -hmm. But there is a 0% chance a general would advise against shooting something. 
<laughs> that is just what they advise. That is what they advise. That's their job. Say, Mr. President, we should kill this person. And then hopefully the <laughs> the president's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> do that. You know, I mean, it's like that's just what they advise, man. They, they You're never going to find the Pentagon is not going to advise against blowing something up. They love blowing things up. That's what they're good at. That's what they do. I don't buy that <laughs> for for a second. For a second. And, and it's just, it's tough to know, like you said, the, the actual facts here, because mm-hmm. all the reporting coming out in the la- last 24 hours or so is that China sends these balloons over U.S. airspace all the time, and that typically the military doesn't even inform the president for some reason. I mean, I, I don't know if that's real or not. That seems crazy. Trump came out and said, you know, he didn't hear anything about anything like this when he was president. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> who knows what the military was keeping from Trump? Uh, who know? You know, I have no idea. But it, it was also it's also being reported that Biden, you know, the the regime tried to keep this a secret so Blinken could still go to Beijing next week and do his little photo op. But yeah, and that that plan was kind of blown up by uh, local reporters in Montana. But I don't know. It's just a clown show, man. Yes, it, it's a clown show all around. I don't know what to believe and what not to, but it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's an insult to the intelligence of the American people. It's I, I don't know, man. What what an absolute mess. It's the keeping things, trying to keep things quiet that I find really quite despicable because China's going to do shit like this. Um, and obviously people are going to make decisions of whether or not we shoot it down and when we shoot it down. That's one thing. But to be the fact that, again, it's local journalists who are uncovering this and it's it's always them getting caught is when the Biden administration comes out and makes a statement. Like all the nonsense with the classified documents, he acted, oh, we've been as transparent as we could be when you were caught. There's a huge difference between alerting people of this is something that's happening. We just noticed this is the decision we're making to we got caught. Now it's time to be transparent. It's not transparent if you're only speaking about it once you're caught. And of course, some elements of espionage, you can't go on Twitter and tell everyone what's happening. But when it's a massive balloon you can see in the sky, that's kind of different. And I think having an attitude where this isn't a political thing of you should have some confidence in either party the leader whose whose primary goal is to defend the United States on foreign soil, you have to have some confidence that they're going to act in the country's best interests. And I find it very hard to believe that one, trying to cover something up because it's embarrassing, and two, waiting a week to actually act makes me feel in any way confident about the quality of, of Joe Biden's leadership on in that level. It's just such a cock up on every level. And China's just laughing at us, honestly. All these countries are laughing at us. Biden is just laughable. I mean, look at the Grammys last night. I mean, what do you think the Chinese think about that? Yeah, true. I mean, like, like, what are all these these you know? And and you know, I don't think China is as hostile as a lot of people do. But like to these governments, these countries that are hostile to America. I mean, like our president has dementia. Our our elites, our culture, are a bunch of devil worshippers. I mean, it's like what the heck does America look like in 2023 on the world stage? Like it is, it's kind of embarrassing, man. Yeah, we look easy, is what we look like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more, man. Um, speaking of embarrassing, uh, Donald Trump, the former president. Uh, that was a nice transition there, if I do say so Very myself. slick. <laughs> <laughs> but for the last week or so, he's been solely focused on attacking Ron DeSantis. It, it's it's ridiculous, man. Like, what, like, DeSantis has not announced that he's running for president. He hasn't, son, he hasn't said anything. But Trump is doing this because he fears DeSantis. His team fears DeSantis. And they should, to be honest. Um, Ron has not really responded yet. You know, he hasn't really called out Trump by name or anything, which I'm sure is driving Donald Trump crazy. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the, they're doing early polling of, like, the early primary states. They have Trump up in South Carolina, DeSantis up in New Hampshire, and, and you know, I take all that stuff with a grain of salt. But what, what do you make of the DeSantis strategy thus far of just letting Trump punch himself out Ali style and just not responding? I think it's a, I, it's a great strategy, but I think it only works if you're someone like DeSantis. I think there's there's some people who came up against Trump, especially in 2016, who didn't have the record that DeSantis has, so kind of had to engage. But someone like DeSantis, he's been so successful COVID-wise, so successful modern policy-wise. I mean, just looking at some of the things he's been doing in the last couple of months, um, he's just the definition of what a lot of people want to see in terms of conservative policy, um, in terms of how he engages in the media, all of these things. He's kind of just letting his job, um, his record speak for himself. And with someone like Trump, Trump wants to drag him into the mud. But because it's kind of this has happened now, we know what Trump is. It's not a shock anymore. And Trump is treating everyone the same. When it's someone like DeSantis, he's treating them like Jeb Bush. It just doesn't work. And it makes Trump just look so pathetic and and silly, Yeah. especially when Trump is trying to criticize him on what he should be almost boasting about, like trying to blame DeSantis for covid related stuff. So what what are you doing? It's just it's laughable. It's like he just responds to what some of his base want to see and doesn't understand that his base are not really the primary voters he needs to win over. Um, it's honestly, if you don't want to see Trump win, it's a great thing to watch because the longer DeSantis doesn't engage in Trump, the longer Trump hangs himself with his own noose, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, attacking DeSantis over COVID stuff, too. I mean, it's, it's just lies. There's blatant lies. I mean, Trump is trying to I mean, he's insulting the intelligence of his own base. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just straight up lying to their face. Like, if you're a big Trump fan, like, dude, this guy does not respect you. Yeah. <laughs> this guy thinks you're an idiot, and he's lying to your face. You know, like, at the time, when Ron DeSantis opened up Florida, Trump, you know, Florida and Georgia, uh, under DeSantis and Brian Kemp, were, were the first two states to open up, and Trump criticized them and said, no, don't open up. you got to listen to Anthony Fauci. And now <laughs> Trump is just lying and saying the opposite. It's like, that's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, it, it was— this is less than three years ago, guys. Like, people aren't stupid. Like, I still have enough faith in the American people to see through just blatant lies and propaganda. At least I hope they're capable of seeing through blatant lies and propaganda. But, like, that that dog's just not going to hunt. And then also the Democrats, the funniest thing, the Democrats are not helping Trump in the way— like, they want—obviously, the Democrats want Trump to be the nominee because they know he's the easiest to beat. But they uh, they really jumped the gun with the whole, like, DeSantis is Hitler, DeSantis mm-hmm. is worse than Trump stuff, because now Trump is trying to, like, paint DeSantis as, like, establishment or moderate or something, which is not true at all. Like, DeSantis is way more conservative than Donald Trump in every way, way more right-wing, even, you know, better at fighting the culture wars, all that stuff. Um, but the Democrats really jumped the gun with branding DeSantis as quote worse than Trump. And that's helping to say, so it's like that, that also makes the, the Trump attacks fall flat because it's like, you know, one side is saying he's DeSantis is the most right wing person in the world. You know what I mean? To the right of Mussolini. And then Trump was like, no, no, he's not right wing enough. So it's like, it's just, they're fighting with each other. And it's just, it's not going to work, man. It's just not going to work. I mean, look at Florida. Like, they're gaining congressional districts because so many people are moving there. Like, it's like, it's just, I don't think the attacks on either from the corporate press or the Trump team are going to work, man. Well, because they're just weak attacks because there really isn't a lot to attack there. They're lazy. I mean, you can think of something better. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something in DeSantis's record. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it's just, it's lazy stuff. I think it's just, it's crazy, honestly, that 
uh, Trump has chosen COVID to be his level of attack against DeSantis because COVID is Trump did some good things. I think I mean, in the moment, the effort he put through the federal government to get a vaccine, obviously the vaccine turned out to be dog shit. But just in terms of policy, I think that was the right action there to leverage the entire federal government in favor of trying to get a vaccine. I think it was a good thing at the time. It was a good decision. It's one of the best things he did as president. Didn't work out well, but as the decision he made in the moment was great. Everything else he did was terrible. He handed the keys to Anthony Fauci and his entire base despises Anthony Fauci. So if you hate Fauci, you need to blame Trump for that. You can't blame um, someone who isn't in the federal government for what Fauci did. That is Trump's fault. And he will not be able to escape from this. The fact he hasn't even addressed it and his excuse for not firing Fauci was, oh, it might upset the libs. (laughs) I mean, that's just, can you imagine that in a debate? Because this will come up. Eventually, if they debate, I think it'll go very well for DeSantis because he will just won't engage. He'll let Trump burn himself out like a toddler. But all he has to say is, you kept Fauci in office. That's all, because he did. (laughs) You hate Fauci, you got to hate Trump for it. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have known Fauci's name if it weren't for Trump putting him on TV, handing the full control of the federal government to him. Yeah, man. It's just, yeah, the audacity of Trump to to try to rewrite COVID history. It's like, dude, <laughs> that is just not, I mean, that that's the most important issue that's faced the Western world since like World War II, probably. Yes. And it was the greatest expansion of government power probably since Woodrow Wilson in this country. I mean, it was just an unmitigated disaster that cost lives, that set the country on a path towards authoritarianism like nothing we've seen, probably worse than FDR, like probably since mm-hmm. since Woodrow Wilson, really. I mean, since the Federal Reserve. Um, and a lot of it is Trump's fault because he could have stopped it and he didn't. He could have done something about it and he didn't because he was, quote, scared of the libs. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see DeSantis hit him over the head with that one on a televised debate, man, because yeah. we've got the receipts. I saw it. It was on Fox News. <laughs> I could pull up the clip on YouTube. You know, he's too f- too scared of Democrats to fire Anthony Fauci and save the Western world. Yeah, man, that's just not going to play. It's not going to play. And I think, you know, it is risky to just try to let Trump punch himself out because you run the risk of letting your opponent shape the debate. But if I were advising DeSantis, and I'm not. But if I were advising DeSantis, I think I'd advise him keep doing exactly what he's doing. Do a good job in Florida. At least for now. Like, of course, you're going to have to put the boxing gloves on and fight. But, I mean, it's it's February. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We shouldn't even be talking about 2024 yet. We only are because of Trump. So, And Trump pisses a lot of people off, man. The more he talks, the more people he's going to drive away from him and towards DeSantis, I think. Well, also, I love it when governors run because I think governors— uh, or really the presidents of a state on a very simple level. And so you can actually see, are they good at this or not? What are their policies as a leader? What kind of decisions have they made? DeSantis is in office. Trump is not. Trump is, with every day that passes, politically irrelevant. You've got a lot of other people who are talking about running who are just kind of equally irrelevant in a lot of ways. They haven't held office in quite a few years. DeSantis is, I would say, the most relevant, the most central conservative figure in American politics right now. Yeah. So all he has to do is keep doing a great job and just say, you know what, I'm too busy for this bullshit. Yeah. Let all these has-beens, all these wannabes argue about theory and what they would do from their various high-funded um, events. Let Trump spend all day golfing, tweeting, and 
putting out weird racist shit about the wives of his <laughs> supposed colleagues. And then DeSantis to carry on running uh, Florida the way he's running it and making Florida one of the best states in the country, if not the best state in the country. I mean, what he's done on education in Florida, mm-hmm. he has just absolutely dismantled the left in, in, in Florida. I mean, like, critical race theory is banned. I mean, he's just dismantling all this lefty nonsense at the collegiate level. I mean, he's like doing the Lord's work down there, man. I mean, he's accomplishing yep. stuff that I didn't think was necessarily possible, you know. But it's, yeah, man. Yeah, it's wild. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll see what happens. And, you know, there's always the risk. Obviously, Nikki Haley says she's running. Mike Pence has been running since he left office as VP. Mike Pompeo, for some reason, thinks people still like him. Yeah, I mean, like, y- you do run the risk of everybody just splitting the vote and then Trump squeaks by with 19% or whatever, but... I've I've yet to see a um, a figure who I think is as popular as some of the people in 2016 who would take a big enough bite out of it, honestly. Like Nikki Haley, I think, is running to be VP. I don't think she has a, a chance in hell of being president. Um, Mike Pompeo, I mean, why? He just wants probably to write another book, get some yeah. speeches. That's all he's doing it for. Maybe Mike run, Pence maybe run win. for governor or something. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of this is just... People run for office to get sort of notoriety. They don't actually care about the office. I think that's certainly the case with some of these people. But this is DeSantis Trump. Like that, Everyone knows it. And the fact that other people are running shows they really care more about themselves. It's just delusional to think that anyone can take on either of them. Like if, if DeSantis didn't exist, the idea that Nikki Haley is going to run against Trump and win, I don't think is going to happen. Um, obviously, I think she'd be a measurably better candidate than Trump. But we live in reality, and I think it helps for us to just acknowledge what that reality is. Um, I'm not as worried about 2024 as 2016 in terms of the number of candidates. If we get a ton more, then I think it could be. Uh, I think people need to realize, though, that DeSantis needs to—people just need to get out of his way at this point. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, the thing is, too—I mean, this is just a side note, and you're absolutely right. But just as a side note, like, there's only three Republicans—maybe four— Republicans who could make the case that why they should be the next president. Like Trump can make the case, hey, I was doing a good job, and then the Democrats used COVID to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, and and then the election's rigged, and, you know, he can make the stupid, you know, Georgia rigged, you know, which is a lie, but, like, whatever. Like, that's a case, that's that's his case. That's, like, a legit case why people should vote for him. Obviously, Ron DeSantis, best, go- best governor in the country. Everything is, I mean, he's, like, just his body of work is a resume for being president. And then there's like, he's not going to run. These next two guys aren't going to run. But the the only other people that could like make the case why they should be president would be somebody like Rand Paul. Hey, we're 32 trillion in debt. I'm the only guy who gives a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, and that would be a legitimate case. Like that's like we're at war in Ukraine and the Middle East and all that, and we should bring all the troops home. Like so that that is a case. He's not going to run again, I don't think. But that's a legit case. And then the only like the fourth guy who could make the case why Republicans should vote for him would be Glenn Youngkin. And his case is like, hey, I went into the Viper's Nest yep. and beat the Democrats in deep blue Virginia and uncovered all this nonsense with the, the public schooling, you know, covering up for groomers and all this trans nonsense and banned tranny bathrooms and all that, you know. So it's like, but it's like those four guys, like, have a case. And it's like, I can't, you look at Chris Christie or Nikki Haley or Mike Pence and you just kind of laugh because you're like, you're not, like, what is the case for you? Mm-hmm. Like, what what could you bring to the table that those other four gentlemen I just mentioned can't? 
nothing. I mean, there's no. So it's like, I don't know. I feel, I wish we could get back to like, who is actually making the case? Like, why? Why? Like, what is the evidence that you can put forth that you would be the best candidate? And so those are like off the top of my mind as a Republican. Like, though, and you know, people know I'm an anarcho-capitalist. Like, I disagree with all all these people to varying degrees. But it's like, as a Republican, like, those are the four people that could make a legitimate, this is why you should vote for me case. Everybody else should stay home. Chris mm-hmm. Christie, come on, man. He's the beach meme. Like, that's <laughs> like, what, it, it's ridiculous, you know? I think ridiculous goes hand in hand with the state of our politics right now, unfortunately. I think there's a lot of people who are surrounded by yes men who just either want to raise money and use that money for other stuff other than running for president, or they want to sell a book, or they want to get speeches, or they just want to get more Twitter followers. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of people who who believe they could win because they're being told they could win. But deep down, they know they can't because it's just, you know, when you're in a race, you know, if you have a chance or not, like you might have a slim chance or whatever. But when DeSantis is really the de facto leader of the Republican Party in terms of policy, in terms of modern policy, in terms of what everyone cares about right now. Right. And you haven't done anything in two, three, four years in, in American politics. And the idea you can just come in. And just talk, oh, yeah, I gave a speech in the UN once that everyone liked. It's like, no one cares. That's no. just not the world we live in anymore. No. No. I mean, that's absolutely... See, I, I just think you and I are just in the wrong line of work, man. We should have been consultants. <laughs> so if somebody pay us 200 grand a year to tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> yes, Nikki Haley, you can be president. Let me just make sure the check... Cl- oh, check clear. Yeah, yeah, you can be you can be president, Mike Pompeo. It's like, gosh, man. Like, these, these people. I mean, I, I get it, man. It, like, if you are so cocky that you believe you should be president of the United States, I think you're already disconnected enough from reality that you'll you'll listen to just about anybody telling you what you want to hear. Oh, it's just, I mean, it's the classic of the best leaders are the ones who don't necessarily want to lead. I mean, imagine thinking you should be president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's absurd on its face. You know what I mean? Like, I am an idiot. There's no way I could handle being president of the United States. I don't want power. I don't want to choose who lives and dies in Ukraine and Syria and Lebanon. And like, I don't like, I don't want that, man. <laughs> I don't want that on my head. I don't want to have to shoot down balloons or any, you know, anything. Good, goodness gracious. <laughs> I you know, my brother. balloon stuff sounds fun. <laughs> that does, you know. I've shot a lot of balloons in my day, so what's, what's one more? <laughs> but uh, Ian, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. We'll do it again soon. Where can everybody follow you? Uh, where can everybody subscribe to your show, which I highly recommend? Give us all the plugs. Yeah, so you can find me on all social media, I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H. So that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find videos of uh, my show on all those platforms. Uh, head over to YouTube, Off Limits with Ian Howarth. You can find me over there. And I write a column for the Washington Examiner as well. So you can check out my writing there and my sub stack. So just any of those, check them out. Everybody follow Ian. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.